the way that masculinity is viewed has been looked at something that's negative and that is wrong in reality what makes a good man a masculine man is a man who's confident in the person that he is welcome to another episode of the fill gap podcast I don't know what episode this is. Sometimes I do like two a week, three a week, one a week, none a week. And so they kind of blur together, but we're rolling them out every Wednesday. So out the gate, out the gate, out the gate. Um, This podcast is indirectly sponsored by Cuts Clothing. So as you guys know, I wear cuts every single one of these podcasts. That is because I'm wearing cuts every day. Uh, if I'm not in my stuff from 10,000, which is all my fitness apparel, I'm wearing cuts, especially when I'm just lounging around the house, just especially when I'm just working and I need to go places. This is what I consider work, right? Um, which is weird to say, I'm talking to a, to a camera and a mic by yourself. But, uh, <clears throat> anyway, yeah, cuts clothing. They have the best men's casual to upscale casual. Is that a category of clothes? I don't know. Um, where on the market. And so constantly rocking their stuff. Uh, they sponsor me as an individual. I put on this podcast, so I guess they indirectly sponsor fill the gap. So yeah, now that that's out of the way, let's get into what I'm wearing. (laughs) Not necessarily what I'm wearing, but, um, the topic that I wanted to talk about today is one that, I would say like five years ago now, maybe like, oh shit, like six years ago now, um, I really started to dive into, and that is masculinity. And masculinity as it is perceived by society and masculinity as I believe it to be true. Did I wear a pink shirt knowing that I was going to be talking about masculinity today? Yes and no. (laughs) What I mean by that is I didn't know that I, I I knew I want to talk about this topic eventually and this is one that is big on my mind constantly did i go out last night and go into my closet and lay my clothes out like i was the first day of school the answer is no but was i just out of the gym took a shower went to my closet saw this one hanging hair there which i probably don't wear enough uh and i was like all right cool fuck it i'm wearing a pink shirt anyway um masculinity there is a weird, it's a weird time to live, at least in America right now, or I can even say at least in California. I only live in Northern California. That's all I really know. And that's actually really fucking important to talk about really quick. So many people think that they know or should know what America thinks. When in reality, we live in such a small little bubble especially when you talk about like social media, we just put ourselves in these little bubbles, but I live in Northern California. I can't speak on what it's like to live in New York, Miami, Texas, Nevada, any of that shit. That is a whole different world to me. I'm not going to pretend I visited those places. Do I like them? Not always, but their taxes are lower. So anyway, I digress a bit. So (sighs) masculinity, um, living in America right now, it's a, it's a very, we'll call it a weird time. Um, best country to live in. I love it to death, but the way that masculinity is viewed by 
it, and it's tough to say like a large part of society because I don't know if that's even true. I know that what I see on social media and I know how masculinity is viewed or parts of it are shunned or parts of it are celebrated, right? But I would say widespread um, masculinity for a while over the last like five years has been looked at something that's negative. Um, and that is wrong. What I mean by that is that especially the toxic masculinity that shits for the birds. Don't be that guy, but it is the masculinity that is pushed on us from a young age. That is the masculinity. That is the shit that has to go. I would say like seven years ago or whatever. Um, I was in a shitty relate. Honestly, I was in a shitty relationship. I was in a relationship where I didn't feel good about myself. Um, and I kind of lost who I was as a man. I felt not quote unquote masculine in a lot of ways. I saw this documentary. It's called the mask you live in. And all of my friends, I tell all of them, you gotta watch this doc. All my guy friends. I'm like, you gotta watch this doc. This will help you explain a lot of who you are as a man, a lot of what it's like to be a man, blah, 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 this and that. And so I'll give you a brief synopsis of, of the documentary. By the way, go watch it. I don't know where you can watch it. I watched it on Netflix like a million years ago. Um, <clears throat> the documentary talks about masculinity in America and how from a very young age, we are taught, whether that be directly, indirectly, subconsciously, we are taught that the things that quote unquote make a man are how much money he makes, how physically fit he is, how attractive he is, how many sexual partners he has, um, how he can dominate another man in all these categories. And that's what you kind of strive to be as a young man. That's what you put all of your, we'll call it eggs into your basket. And you you double down on, I want to be the best athlete. That's a, a lot. I mean, obviously you guys know that I'm a massive advocate and huge advocate of of team sports and just sports in general. But a lot of that is a dick measuring competition, right? Um, a lot of kids are put into it and we're taught at the, at a young age to be a man. And this is coming from somebody that I think played one of the most hyper masculine sports and that is football. And even in the documentary they have a guy on there that played football. <clears throat> um, and we're just taught that that is life. That is how you become a real man. And there are so many issues but we're talking about like being the most athletic, the most testosterone driven, all of these things, right? <clears throat> there are so many issues with that that I'll get to down the line that really come down the line in your life um, that I've personally dealt with as well in regards to identity and self-identity and, and whatnot. Um, but anyway, this doc, it goes over how at a young age, these are all the things that you look up to. And they talk about like Derek Jeter and how Derek Jeter's the man's man because he's rich. He had sex with a bunch of girls and he... Uh, was the best Yankee of all time, right? That's up for debate. Um, but he's idolized by a lot of guys, right? And the issue with that is that one, a lot of those things aren't tangible for 99% of the men in the world or in America. I'll just speak on America. Uh, we often idolize and dream to be 
these guys that are quote unquote masculine and have all the monies, cars, girls, biggest, strongest, fastest, thinking that that is manhood. That is what a real man should be. And I won't even get into, and I'm talking about society. I won't even get into the fact that sometimes you're in a relationship with someone and they make you believe that that is what being a man is. That's a whole different deal. Um, But in reality, and I learned this, I was fortunate enough to learn this because in reality, what makes a good man, a masculine man is a man who's confident in the person that he is, is not there chasing something else or someone else. A man who is caring, compassionate, someone that his family can trust, someone that his family can rely on, somebody that will listen and communicate with those that he loves. Those are just some of the things that make a real masculine man, somebody that you can feel safe with. Those other things that I talked about before, none of them are really safe. They come and go. And so if those are the biggest things that affect your masculinity, that affect your mood, that affect your relationships, they come and go really quickly. And so I have been fortunate enough to have two dads, really one dad in my life. So, um, my dad, my birth dad dipped out when I was six years old. Parents got divorced when I was five. Uh, dad, haven't seen him since I was six. I've talked to him once a couple of years ago. That's a whole different deal. But, um, my dad was the first masculine that I talked about. My dad was the partier, sex, drugs, alcohol, whatever. There are reasons as to why I get into those on another podcast, maybe. But um, that is who he is. Neither here nor there. He's not really like a person to me. It's kind of fucked up to say. But anyway, people always ask me, like, what's it like to grow up without a dad? And so I was without a quote unquote dad for four or five years until my mom started dating and married my stepdad. And so in that gap, I definitely lacked any sort of like masculine presence in my life. My mom is an alpha, but she's not a masculine. She's big heart, compassionate woman, you know? Um, and, uh, I, for lack of a better term, grew up with all those, without those masculine qualities that society pushes on you initially when you're younger, because I didn't have anybody pushing that towards me. And I didn't have the confidence to be that fast forward to when my stepdad and my mom start dating, get married. I saw at a young age what my dad was to my mom and the type of man that my dad was, my my birth dad. And then I was able to see the contrasting personalities of who my stepdad was in relationship to my mom, in relation to my mom. <clears throat> and they couldn't be more polar opposites. And my stepdad, I love him to death. He still is not a man of many words. My stepdad's never sat me down and been like, hey, he never gave me the sex talk, never told me this is how you shave, never told me any of these things. Um, this, this is what you expect when you're dating a girl, that kind of shit. I don't know. Um, but what he did was lead by example. And he showed me that being a masculine person, being a masculine man rather, is to be caring, compassionate, make the others that you love feel safe, take care of the people that you love in your life, all of these qualities, he, and I don't even know, I've never even sat him down and said, Sean, I call him Sean, did you try to do this? 
because I don't believe that he ever was like, Hey, I need to lead by example. And I know he's smarter than maybe I give him credit for sometimes. I got his name tattooed on my leg right here, actually. Um, <clears throat> but I think that it's just who he is as a person. I think this is who he is as a man is as a man. And I think that that is what paved me into be the man that I am today in a lot of ways, because I was able to observe PSA. If you guys are parents, I am not your kids are so fucking observant. Stop acting like a shithead in front of them. They notice, they know it right. Regardless of what you tell them, they know it. Um, and so let me go back a little bit. Um, or back to the doc. So this doc, it made a point that there aren't really, or haven't been, this is back in the day, obviously there's more now, a ton of safe places for a man to speak about his feelings. And that's okay. A lot of the places that men congregate are athletics, gym, friendship, partying, all this kind of stuff, right? Um, not a lot of guys' nights where you sit around and you talk about your feelings, right? Um, I can confidently say I've had a lot of those with my guy friends. We just sit, talk life, whatever. Um, <clears throat> at least in your mid-20s. And so uh, this documentary talks about how there's not a lot of those places. So what men do, myself included, is we just fucking hold things inside and how we really feel and things that bother us and things that like really dig down and kind of eat away at us, whether that be stress about money, love life, um, confused about the type of person you're supposed to be in today's society. A lot of this is about confusion. A lot of guys aren't confident in the man that they are. Um, and eventually with all this frustration, men lash out because that's what we're taught at a young age. If you're taught at a young age that the only way to show your emotion, if you can't talk about it, is to fight, is to drink, is to do drugs, is to do whatever it is, right? Um, then that's what a lot of times guys do, and they're men are very self-destructive in those ways. Um, I have been fortunate enough after learning by by um, trial and error, if you will, uh, that the best way to go about any of these things that you're feeling or whatever it is, is to just talk to someone about it. Go to therapy. Obviously, I've talked about it before. I love therapy for so many people um, because all it is is talking to someone. Um, and it helps you work through and sort out your feelings. So back to this doc and where we're at in today's space, in today's world, there's something to be said about someone who is appropriately masculine. And that is, and what I mean by that is, is that there are so many things and people in this world that are out there to hurt you, to do harm to you, with your family, your loved ones, whatever it might be. And there is something comforting knowing that you can take care of it if need be. And I don't mean always physical or anything like that. I just mean be confident in the man that you are and that you can handle shit no matter what goes down because that makes those others around you confident. And that also 
makes all the people that are maybe in to disturb your peace and disrupt your peace not do it. If you, and ever since we've been kids, you walk into a room, you walk into a play playground, you walk onto a football field, you immediately start sizing up everybody around you. And I don't just mean physically. I just mean, what's this dude's aura about? What's this dude about? Why is he giving me, giving off this energy? You know, you don't want to be a fucking dick all the time. You don't want to be always have your chest puffed up and you're always trying to act hard. But, uh, there's something comforting knowing that like, all right, your mass, your masculinity is in check, but at any time you can just be the man who you are and who you're supposed to be. And so one of the things in the doc that they say is at a young age, you can start a fight on any playground, on any football field, um, if you want. And all you have to do is walk up to a group of kids and be like, I think he says, who's the biggest wussy? Cause they don't say the P word. Uh, he says, who's the biggest wussy out here? And kids will start pointing around. People don't like to be challenged. You don't like to have their masculinity challenged, right? But a confident man doesn't care if he's challenged in so many different ways. A confident man isn't going to be so quick to want to throw a punch. A confident man is going to be like, I hear you. I don't give a shit what the fuck you're talking about. And I'm going to move on, right? So when you're challenged and you're a confident man, then you're not always going to be so quick to throw fans, to throw hands. <clears throat> the reason why this is so important is because in society, especially right now, you see a lot of guys that are so quick to get in the fight. So quick to, if they're challenged in some way, right? Like, oh, like you're kind of a square. You don't do X, Y, and Z. And they immediately got to be like, nah, man, like I fucked that girl or I beat up this dude or, oh, how much money you got? Let me see your crypto wallet, whatever the hell it is. Um, they're so quick to try to overcompensate for the things that they that don't really fucking matter. And so what that happens is you get a lot of angry people. You get a lot of angry people, especially if they don't measure up in a lot of ways. And that's when you see a lot of young men specifically lash out, especially if you've been publicly humiliated, if you've been shot down by the girl of your dreams, if you've been fired publicly from the job that you work so hard for. It's just all this stuff that you thought that really mattered doesn't matter. And then you have nothing to fall back onto because you're not as confident as a person you are. Um, this stuff is so important. It's, it's been the checks and balances of like masculinity and, and how it correlates to your success is, has so, what is the word ties into, um, athletics, especially football. Um, it's something that you're constantly measuring yourself up against other guys. And if you guys just stay in your lane, focus on your stuff, be confident in the man that you are, you'll be infinitely more successful because you're not so concerned about all the other shit that's going on. Be a good dose of masculine, be a good representation of like what a man is. And a lot of times people always say like, masculinity is bad. And in reality, in my opinion, I guess this is really just opinions. Um, it is not in reality. Masculinity is good. It is good for, we'll call it this whole socio social ecosystem that we have going on because it produces stronger men. It produces more confident men because a masculine guy doesn't go out hitting, assaulting, 
whatevering women, right? A toxically masculine man does. A man that's not confident in the person who is. A man that's trying to overcompensate. A man that's trying to prove a point. And so my last little tidbit or whatever is basically as you continue to rub off on people in this world, in this space, online especially, um, put put forward a good version of or dose of that masculine self that you see, that you want to see out there from people because that is what's going to ultimately make this world, America, your city, your town, your relationships a vastly better place. So, yeah, that's it. Wraps up whatever episode this is. Um, Y'all know where to find me, thecodyallen.com. All of social handles of thecodyallen. Till next week.